City again, and it's three, and an absolutely exquisite finish with two and a half minutes to go, and we've talked her up, Darren Hemp, and we've said what a good player she's going to be, and what a fine goal it was to wrap up the FA Cup final. Hello and welcome to this week's, well, I say this week's episode, you've already had an episode, this is the second episode this week of MCW Fancast. My name's Emma, thanks for listening. It's been a busy week this week, following on from Sunday and the 5-0 win against Leicester City and the Conte Cup. Wednesday night, Champions League football returned to the Academy Stadium where we played Legano in the second leg. It was yet another confident display from Nick Cushing and his side, which resulted in a 4-0 victory for the Blues. Goals from Pauline Bremer and a hat-trick of goals from Janine Becky, who we hear from later in the podcast, as well as manager Nick Cushing and Lagano's Kayla Dickerman. I also chat to Dave from the OSC as we look ahead to the weekend and our next WSL fixture away to Everton. experience to be able to play against some of the best talent that you'll see in even the world and I think it's a good opportunity for us to see what we need to prepare for with the future if we want to be able to come back to the Champions League. Um, Man City is probably one of the top five teams in the world arguably and I think even though the results might not look like it we had a really good fight and it was a good battle. It's, it's tiring, for sure. It's amazing because these are some of the players that you we watched over the summer and being able to play against them and sometimes win one-on-one duels or sometimes have opportunities. It's a good experience and it's a good feeling because there's you know that there's an opportunity to be able to compete at a higher level. Probably gave away too much counter-attack in the first half of the home leg, of the away leg, sorry, for us, their home leg. Um, changed something tactically in that game at half-time um, and then controlled the next 45 minutes and then controlled this game. I think the pleasing part is how clinical we've been over the two legs. Maybe in um, previous ties, maybe in previous years in Champions League, we'd have won that game 3-0 or 4-0 over the two legs. But I think to go into double figures is really pleasing for us. I suppose in previous years we've assembled a squad where we've almost had our 11 and then maybe seven or eight players that we know can we can call upon in, in, in some games but over a consistent period it's been difficult for us but this year and last, last year and this year I think we've, we've assembled a squad where we've got real consistency across the board and you know injury is part of the game and losing nobody is a catastrophe for us really of course we want everybody but you know, Ellen picked up the injury and Pauline stepped up, Janine Becky stepped up, you know, George Stanway's out, who was a real pivotal player for us last season and we've managed to go, you know, the first, you know, four games, five games with wins. So, yeah, really, really pleased. I think it shows the strength and depth we got and we're excited to get those players back. Yeah, but I thought, we, uh, yeah, but do you know what? When I reflect on that, we were talking about this before because obviously we can draw Atletico Madrid in the next round. Um, it's Champions League. You know, I thought we were probably poor in that Atletico Madrid game, you know, we, 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 we don't want to try and avoid Atletico Madrid if they end up unseeded, 
for us it's about concentrating on us, whether it's the league or the Champions League or the cup competition. I think ultimately for us it's about, you know, just facing whatever we play next and making sure that our performances are good. Yeah, listen, I, I, I know people will question whether I should have played her tonight. I've already seen the media that questions, you know, whether she should have played. Ultimately, she's important to us. She, I was asked two weeks ago about that and from Bakira Walsh and how important she is for us. She, she, I will not hold back. She is up there with the most intelligent football players I've ever worked with and her intelligence in the game is unrivaled with players I've worked with. And in, in European football, she is so smart in the spaces she picks up, in the way that she she affects our build-up, in her ability to dictate the game, in her ability to help players around to find spaces, in her ability to to get the ball from areas in the pitch. She is pivotal to, for us and um, she's professional enough to turn around games every three days. Um, we brought her off today because we wanted to have a look at Tyler in that position because it's her natural position. But yeah, her game intelligence is far above most that I've ever worked with. We we wanna we wanna get back to being the team that doesn't concede goals. We shifted our style a little bit last season because of player personnel and it shifted sort of the way that we scored and the way that we conceded goals and we've probably retained a little bit of the identity we had in 2016, 2017 across that, that successful period. So yeah we're we're pleased. Um people will look at the back four of of um Karen Barsley, Lucy Bronze Steph Orton, and Jen Beattie, Demi Stokes in 2016 as a real um, force for us and a real benefit. But when I look at the back four that we've had over the last five games, you know, we can only aspire to potentially get there. All the teams we've had over the six seasons have, have had different traits and we've tried to almost mould them into to the style that we want our football teams, you know, whether it's men's, women, boys, girls, we'll try and push them to play the style that we're known for. Um, but at the minute, the likes of Janine Becky and Pauline Bremer and Caroline Weir, you know, are, are really chipping in with goals. We can only push the others like Tess Wooler, Jill Scott, you know, Jess Parks, those type of players. Lauren Hemp's coming back to chip in with goals as well. If we create chances, we want them to be converted into goals for sure. Jill's got a knock, which should be fine. She gets a knock every game that she plays really because of the way that she plays, but she'll be fine. You know, we're disappointed with the injuries that we're picking up, but you know, we're looking at that and we're making sure that we, we try and stop that as, as quick as we can because we don't want to be consistently losing players um but yeah no, hopefully the, the players have come through today there's no one in the treatment room when i walked out so that's positive no because i know willie well i think he he's a very very good coach he consistently gets his team playing football and he always plays you know the way that i like the game played and he's got some good players there he's got some good young players and it sort of fits his brief that there if you look at what he did at bristol and um he gets good young players in and look at the likes of Claire Emsley that we've benefited from and Lauren Hemp here. So no, it doesn't surprise me. Um, it'll be a difficult game. They're going to push hard this season to, to get as many points as they can and we need to make sure that we're on our game and make sure that we play as well as we have done over these two legs to try and get a result that is positive in three points. Obviously it would have been difficult for them to come in and get back on the score sheet in terms of aggregate. So. You were confident we were going to go to the next round, but the talk before the game was that we wanted to put in a confident performance and take that into Sunday and take that into the next round. So I was happy to be able to contribute. You know, I score a lot of goals getting in behind because that's my game. But I think um, the second goal and the third goal speak to my hunger to get in the box, which I think is something that I've wanted to work on for 
quite a while, so I'm happy with that. And obviously, we've had a lot of goal scorers lately, and um, you know, I hadn't been putting my chances away in games, so I'm definitely happy with with the result today, and hopefully, can continue to carry that on. Uh, he didn't say anything to me. I think it's kind of you know you're at the point in your career where it's just known that I'm, I should be scoring those opportunities. So it was a bit of pressure on myself, but I think the more as a striker, the more you think about it, and the more pressure you put on yourself, it's almost harder to score. So I just wanted a good performance tonight, and you know I have great players around me on this team, so they make it easy for me to get my opportunities, and then obviously it's my job to finish. Yeah, definitely. I think um, Everton will be a, a tough game. I think they've had a great start to their season. Um, they're one of those teams that kind of sit at the middle of the league most years, but I think they're more talented this year. So uh, we've played a lot of players, which is great for squad rotation, and to have that ability is is nice. So we'll have a relatively fresh squad for Sunday, and hopefully can put in a good performance before the international break. Absolutely. I think we have the talent, and I think what's different from years past is that we have the willingness to put in the work. Um, I think our press is really hard for our teams to break down, and um, just the way that we're managing players over the course of the season I think is really smart. So we'll have to play at the top of our game to, to win this league, but I definitely think it's doable. You know, you got to be everyone to win, so you always want to play in the big games. If it's a big game, that excites players, but um, we want to win, so obviously we we don't think anyone can beat us. All right, Dave, how are you? Good evening, Emma. Nice to talk to you again. Yeah, you too. How's uh, how's your week been? I believe you're moving at the moment, so it's quite stressful for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a stressful time, but... Uh... City it helps because we've had a good week on the pitch, so uh, that's always a good thing. Yeah, so it's a good breakaway. I know when I moved house, getting to the football was the, the best the best break, <laughs> oh, just away from it all, all the madness, so I, I fully yeah. empathise with you there. Obviously went to the game last night, a great result for City into the last 16 in the Champions League. What did you make of the game? Yeah, I thought it was a good game. It was difficult because obviously I think, you know, without, without City went to sound like, you know, it was a done deal, obviously being so far ahead after the first leg, it was a difficult one. So we saw a bit of rotation again, didn't we? And Nick played some players that played on Sunday, put a few back in, Jill went back in and stuff. So I was I was a bit worried that it might have been a bit of a dead rubber sort of game in terms of you know uh, the, the tie already been open. It wasn't. It was a good open game. Lugano certainly came and had a good go in the first half, especially like they did in the first leg. And so it was good to see, and it was. Uh, Great to see some of these, some of the younger players shine. I thought um, Tyler Tolan played well for the second game. And I thought Jess Park had a fantastic game. Yes, yeah, she um, did. Wide for City. I mean, the only thing she didn't do was actually score. But her overall performance, I thought she was uh, certainly uh, a candidate for man of the match. Yeah. Obviously, she didn't get it because Janine was on fire with a hat trick, which is always good. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't obviously take a hat trick away and a player of the match performance away from Janine Becky, but there were certainly, like you said, so many players that would have been in the running for player of the match because it was just a great performance overall. For me, I mean, Kira Walsh, I know she went on the pitch for ninety minutes, but for the for the oh, time yeah, that she Kira played, was she was incredible. Brilliant. Yeah, Kira was brilliant. That I mean, the way she set up the first goal, um, the whole first half. Let's be honest, Kira ran the show because she was dominating midfield. There was obviously, as I say, the pass to Janine for the first goal, where she skipped round the, the Logano player to the bar. But bit through, we've seen Kira do these kind of passes before. Uh, so we're not surprised because we've seen it before. But 
it's, it's great to watch. And uh, yeah, it, overall, I mean, I think Nick's happy with the way they're playing. I think the balance in the team this week, because he's rotated with the Leicester Cup game last Sunday and last night, I think that's worked well for him. It hasn't disrupted any of the momentum at all, and, and everyone's getting games. Five wins in five for City and all competitions that we've played so far, and um, pretty much a perfect start. I mean, you, you can't be anything but happy with that, can you? No, no, and then I think the team looks looks balanced. I think we've got some good cover uh, in, in a lot of positions. We've got some good players still to come. Matt Lauren, obviously, has been out injured. Ellen's been out injured. You know, it, it's looking good yeah. at the moment. We've just got to keep it going. But the old cliche of one game at a time, I suppose, comes into play now. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, we, we obviously lost a few players at the start of the season, and it was quite. A bit, I think amongst the fans, it was a bit of a worry, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, obviously, we lost the main source of our goals last season was Nikita. I think the team played to that, though. I think that was the strength. You know, Nikita was in such good goal-scoring form that you know we played to set up chances for her. I think this season the goals have been a little bit more spread. We have to we have to point out that Pauline and Janine being the main two strikers so far have done brilliant because they're scoring goals. Pauline yeah. got one again last night, of course. But um, I think you know we're a little bit better balanced, if anything, at the moment as a team as maybe than we were last season. Uh, as I say, Nikita was the main thrust up front, and that's what we played to. Mm-hmm. So that might be a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously we've still got Alan White to come back as well he's one of the best goal scorers in the game as we all know it is pretty exciting I mean especially like you said for those players like uh, Paulina and, and, and Janine to obviously get their game time and to obviously be contributing goals like they are to the to the start of the season it just yeah. hopefully will set us up for the rest of the season the fact that like you said we, we've got options you know we can look to our bench and, and you know we can bring on players that can change games that's it yeah it's great to be able you can often judge the strength of the team I would say by its bench can't you and there are times we've been a little bit thin not, not due to anything other than bad luck and injuries and things you sometimes look you think is there someone on the bench that can come on and change a game um, but there certainly is at the moment because we've, we've got quality players and we've got quality players to come back I'm over the moon for um, Paulie Bremer I think it's, it's great to see her in good form yeah. You know, after, after what she's doing through it's great to see because we've always known that you know, she played for Leon she was a good player and a devastated injury on her debut yeah. and she's almost lost two years of her career due to that I mean it's just it's terrible things up to any player and it's great to see her back and you know she's now back in the Germany squad she's a top international player that in some respects I think a lot of people almost thought oh yeah I forgot about her because she was out for so long unfortunately yeah it was well, a horrific injury as well wasn't it it was yeah and ironically that, that happened at Everton didn't it it did when Everton played at Witness was it on the um, shall we say the, 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 the unpopular pitch yes the unpopular pitch prone to a few injuries it was wasn't it but, um, I seem to remember Izzy Christiansen once getting injured on it playing for City. I think Georgia once got injured on it as well. So it's not going to. I mean, neither Everton or Liverpool play there at the moment. I don't. I don't know if their players had anything to do with that themselves. I don't know how many injuries those teams picked up, but it wasn't the best. Uh, and like you said, you touched on it before, but. It was a little bit of an opportunity for Nick to try different things last night. And like you said, we saw Jess go play a little bit wider down the flanks. And, and also Tyler Tolan dropped into uh, Kira's uh, position when uh, Kira went off. So that was yeah, a good opportunity. Yeah, he mentioned that, didn't yeah. he, in his press conference. He mentioned that afterwards, that he wanted to see Tyler in that position. Which I think is a perfect game to do it. 
because um, you know it, it's still a first team, uh, highly competitive environment. I thought Tyler played well. It's not a, it's not an easy role to play, certainly for a young player. There's a lot of responsibility on a player. We're lucky we've got a player like Kira, mm. who herself is still young and, and can do that role. But it's a very um, responsible role. There's a lot of things going on in the middle of the park. It can you know it can, it can dictate a game. And I think Tyler did well in the second half. It was even good to see. And as I mentioned earlier, Jess Park as well. I had a quick word with Jess at the side of the pitch afterwards and asked her, did she like playing down down the line? And she said, oh yes, I love it. Because I've always thought of her more as a, you know, a striker, maybe a finisher. Mm-hmm. But she looked really comfortable it, as well in that, playing in that role. She well. did. She, uh, she, she looked, it really seemed to suit her. And it might be that that's what Nick has planned for her, to play her a bit more wider than we've seen. And last night's evidence, it certainly could be a good thing. Yeah, definitely. So obviously looking forward to uh, Sunday then. Everton um, started the season really well. Probably a bit of a surprise to see Everton set off in such a positive way, especially at the start of the season. Credit to Willie Kirk, really, and the work that he's done with the club since he's come in since last season. Yeah, um, I think they've already won as many games as they did last season. I mean, um, winning the first two games, I think they only won two league games last season and finished, you know, there was only young finished below them, was it? Kim's got a pretty good record overall and I think now he's had time to work with them bring some players in keep hold of some of the best players a lot of people were saying that uh, maybe Gabby George would leave and things but she hasn't and yeah. you know I think, I think it's a good start for Everton and then it'll be a tough game on Sunday um, they've got they've had Esme playing as well obviously she's gone on loan for the season now she can't play on Sunday I'm to believe so you know they'll have to make change at least one change so uh, yeah it should be a very tough game so, how do you think um, City will set up in this game? Because obviously, the last two games we've seen a lot of changes. Do you think we'll revert back to sort of our sort of original starting eleven that we saw against United, maybe? Yeah, I would think maybe the uh, United and Reading lineups will be the, the, the ones you revert back to, giving that everybody's fit, hopefully. Yeah, I, I'm not trying to think if there's anyone who, who's due to return. I don't think they are. So, uh, I think we may well see the lineup we saw at Reading and the lineup against United. It could be a tweak here and there. You never know if he's if he's got something up his sleeve as to combat a particular threat that Everton has, or mm-hmm. um, something to cause them a little extra problem that you might think a certain player could do. But you know, I don't. I wouldn't expect to see many changes from the last league game. But obviously, there were many changes from the last two games this week we've seen in the cups. Yeah. So it's. I mean, it's like you say, it's going to be a bit of a tough game, but it'd be important to get that early start for City to settle them into the game for sure. Yeah, I think City need to just... Uh, it's an old place, as I say, we won't be at time, but I think that's what we need to do at the moment. I think uh, if we can just keep winning, I don't think it matters what competition it's in, just keep winning, it'll breed confidence. We'd still, you know, the new players have gelled brilliantly so far, we want to see that continue. Mm-hmm. You know, it won't be easy on Sunday, but, you know, I would I would fancy City if they perform as we know they can and as they have done. Um, I, I, I look at it similar to the Reading game, to be honest with you. Reading away... We went there and we know it's been a difficult place for us in the past and I thought we played excellent. We controlled the game from beginning to end, very professional and won the game. We didn't win it easily, but we won. The, we did control the game and we, and we won it well. Yeah. Uh, we, we deserved winners on the day. And I think Everton the same. If we turn up at Everton and play to the standard we played today at Reading and against United in, in the derby, we, we, can, we can, certainly in the second half of the derby, um, we, we can go there and win. I mean, Nick was talking again to media last night and he was saying this is probably one of the most clinical squads 
he's had since obviously well for a few seasons so that's to hear your manager say that is pretty exciting and and it certainly adds a lot of excitement to the to the rest of the season to see what this team can do and hopefully you know achieve this season uh, I think you're right I think last season he mentioned that many many times didn't he that he wasn't happy with the amount of chances that he was taking uh, versus how many we were actually were creating mm-hmm. as I mentioned before it was mainly down that the heater took most of the chances um, this season we have scored more I, mean, I saw it quoted I'm not sure if it was Nick himself or in one of the reports that said Titi might have only won this Champions League by 3 or 4-0 in the past whereas we scored 11 goals over the two legs this time and that's good mm-hmm. um, so yeah certainly more clinical more goals being spread around, you're not relying on one player to get them all, which is always a bonus. So I think the balance is great at the moment. We've had a couple of questions. Okay. <laughs> so, so I'm going to put them to you. And to be honest, I've read them and I think they're quite difficult. <laughs> So I'm not going to I'm not going to try I'm not going to try and put you on the spot, but I said uh, we'll give it a crack. Uh Judas uh well what do you think City can do to drive the momentum from the World Cup and from the derby at the Etihad to increase attendances at the CFA? Whilst it was amazing to see uh, 31,000 plus at the derby, it was back to earth with a bump for the Leicester game last weekend. Moving to <laughs> moving to a winter league is not an option as this will never happen, but what can we do to drive attendances forward? Oh, that's okay. Now that is a difficult question. It's hard, isn't it? Um, <laughs> right, well, first of all, I agree with you that I much preferred it when it was summer league to winter league, but well, she's right, they're not going to go back. So, obviously, you know, there are some factors you can't help, and last Sunday, I think, throwing it down with rain didn't help, and, and what have you, and I think that did lessen the crowd. Mm-hmm. It's a difficult one. I don't know. I mean, people have said to me in the past, they should give free tickets away to supporters of the men's teams and blah, blah, blah. Well, Chelsea gave free tickets away, didn't they, for their opening tonight, and they got less than we did. Yeah. Uh, against United, then ours weren't free. So I don't think there is a, there doesn't seem to be a specific answer. I think if, if City could be, City women here, if they could be successful on the pitch this season and drive it, push. I mean, they do advertise it really well. Yeah. They advertise it on social media, at the men's games, you know, just keep pushing it because I think if we can be, if we can have a successful season this season and they can see that they are playing football, the city went and keep putting it up on social media and keep putting it up on the screens at the EDS men's games and the first team men's games slowly but surely we might be able to grow the fan base because city fans that are, are spoiled at the moment with the men's team that the brand of football we're playing is fantastic uh, and if they can see that the girls are playing in the same vein and becoming as good that will drive people to come because they want to see great football but from a marketing point of view, I don't really know what else they can do. I mean, we've got another, the, the WSL have got another day coming out, they've got it Women's Football Day. Yes. And we're at home to West Ham that weekend um, in November. So that's, I would imagine it would be a massive promotion towards that. And hopefully, I mean, I would love to see, I think City's target needs to be, if we can get an average crowd of, say, say 4,000 regularly turning up to watch us at the, at the CFA, that would be brilliant. Because it will create a great atmosphere in there. Maybe a section for the away fans, and you get you get that match day atmosphere, and, and that's what everybody wants. Yeah. But every team wants this, and it's, it's, it's a difficult question because if we knew the answer, I'm sure some teams would be doing it. I looked at the Leicester game to be honest uh, last week, and I actually did think that the crowd was probably a vast improvement on the season before. 
you know, it, it felt a lot busier. Obviously, you know, we still have sort of like the whole of the East Stand open, the accessibility of obviously the North Stand, you know, and obviously it doesn't require us to open up any other parts of the stadium at the minute. But hopefully, you know, as the season goes on, the performances progress and the results coming in, hopefully that'll draw in the crowds. And, you know, I think it, there was so much, so many positives to take away from the the derby and, you know, and across the, the WSL that weekend as a whole, to be fair. But I just obviously think that, you know, County Cup, group stages, then probably not that as exciting fixtures on paper to draw sort of people to them either, you know, the, which is a shame because if you're, you know, a three and through football fan, you want to go to every game you can, but you know, it, it's, it's tough. But I mean, I did, I thought personally there was an improvement on, on perhaps the beginning of last season and it was, and yeah, it was good. Actually, to be honest with you, I can't remember the, the actual crowd, but we did actually play Leicester again at home in the Continental Cup at the start of last season. And I'm not sure what the crowd was, but I'm sure it was more last week. I would, I would have, I would, I'll take I would definitely it, it could have been about double it. Because um, I noticed that the, the far side of, of our main stand was a lot fuller than it was yeah. in other games last year. So, doing great football the pitch and winning games and being successful, that'll bring a certain amount of people in because that'll create an interest and people want to see it. There needs to be more done. I'm a great advocate. You've got to not clash with the men's games, and we have we haven't so far this season, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's something they've got to try and keep up. Um, because if you clash with the men's team of the same club, i.e., fifty men play at the same time as fifty women, or even the same day, uh, if one's at home, one's away, you can't go to both. That obviously affects the crowd because we have a lot of fans who go to both. You know, so you need to avoid that as much as you can. I know it's difficult. And I know television dominates men's football pictures and they move it whenever they want to wherever they want. And to a certain extent, television starts to move women's pictures as it gets more popular. And it'll only happen more as it gets more popular because the TV companies will want to put the games on. Yeah. So I know it, there's no easy fix. I know it's difficult. But you need, if you want the game to grow and you want people there, you need to think about these things. These things need to be on the agendas of the people who are making the decisions, surely. You know, I, know, I don't know if double heads, some people said double headers are a good idea, uh, where 50 men play at home the same day as 50 women and you do both games. We had it last year when we played Chelsea, both the women and the men. Yeah. And the women's fit, uh, crowd was up a bit. But it could have been up anyway because we were playing Chelsea and we were the top two. Well, two of the top three, I should say, sorry. Going for the league at the time. So that could have been a, a, an improved crowd anyway. Uh, and the fact that they're playing Chelsea men obviously will have helped it some. But a lot of people don't like those doubleheaders. And historically, I'm not sure that if you look at the amount of doubleheaders we've had over the last few years where the men and women have been at home on the same day, I'm not sure the women's crowds are much better. They're certainly not much better when the women have been the second game and people have to wait around two or three hours between the two games. Uh, I've played Everton, I think, in a Conti Cup game a couple of years ago, and the crowd was not good. And that was after a men's game because it was too long to wait. It's difficult. It is difficult. Yeah. I mean, it'd be, a lot of problems. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how this season goes. I think it's obviously a season that will be remembered for, you know, the big attendances and, and all that and hopefully growing on that now. I mean, you know, obviously we're not going to get 30,000 30, and, it, you know, it was a special feat to obviously have it at the Etihad and it being a derby. I mean... 
Well, it may, it may be something that City look at again in the future. I saw, I remember Gavin was on the radio, the head of, City, the head of women's football City, Gavin Makel was, was on the radio before the derby, you know, and said it was going to be a showpiece event, which it turned out it was, obviously. I think it, I think the crowd exceeded all expectations yeah. at 31,000. I think maybe they were aiming for 20, 25, and they got 31. I mean, brilliant, amazing turnout. They may well in the future, I don't know if it'll be this season, maybe next, I don't know, they may well look at another showpiece game in the FCAD. It might be a thing that they look at doing on a more regular basis if the demand's there. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it'll be the big, what they consider to be the bigger games, whether it will always be the derby, I don't know. Um, it, it's, it's just it, it's difficult. There's no easy answer to it. But one thing for sure, if we play, continue to play this season the way we've started, we should be successful to some extent. Yeah. And that could only help. And I think that's what... A successful city team on the pitch can only help. Yeah. I think that's what sort of Nick was trying to say as well, that it's all about putting in the good performances because we want people to come and watch us play. We want yeah. fans to return. We want new fans to come and watch us. And and I think that's sort of what it... It's sort of part of, obviously, this start and, you know, what he's trying to get across in the media as well. well is, yeah, yeah. You know, I think Nick can only control... Nick's only in charge of, of the team on the pitch, isn't it? The admin and all the stuff we've just been discussing around the match day, that's nothing to do with him and the players. They, all they can do is go out and produce the, the, the level of football that they've produced so far this season. That can only help because people want to watch attractive football, whether it be men's fans, women's fans, it doesn't really matter. You, yeah. know, you want to see an attractive, successful team if that's your team. Yeah. That can only help. Absolutely. Um, so we've also had another question from Zoe, and I think it's quite um, an interesting point. Um, she says that me and my mum was talking last night about how to get tickets for the next derby game, which would be the Conti Cup. Uh, and she was saying that uh, they had to buy them online and that you need to sign up for a supporters number for the United website. We obviously don't have supporters numbers for United and we don't want to support them. So whether there is something that we could be done around this so that City fans can purchase them directly with City rather than going through United. Well, we did ask that near the time because obviously when it was Derby, the Etihad, it could have all been just because it was at the Etihad. Um, City treated it as they treat um, any team coming to the Etihad Stadium and United sold tickets for the away end. However, we did ask United uh, City and we were told it was down to United who were handling all the tickets for the game at least Sports Village, which is the Continental Cup side. Mm-hmm. So you do have to get them through United. That's not City's uh, fault. That's you know that's just the way it is. That's the way United mm-hmm. run the tickets. It could well be that could be the way that Lee Sports Village insist on it because they're the host. You know mm-hmm. they're the host ground. So unfortunately, I would imagine. I don't know for sure that. The, Normally they only open one stand, which is I think it's the West Stand, and the tickets that have been bought mainly so far in the West Stand. But they have already opened the South Stand because we, we spoke to Steve uh, at the match the other day, and he'd only bought his tickets last week, and he'd been putting the South Stand, which I presume is one of the stands behind the goals. Yeah. So a, I think their plan is just to to sell as many tickets as they can, uh, and if needs be, they may well open up all the ground. So I would imagine. I don't know this for sure, you'd have to, you would have to phone United, or phone Lee Sports Village at least and ask them that you'll be able to buy tickets on the day. Mm-hmm. So at the moment, as it stands, it's general admission, yeah. uh, like it would be for pretty much any uh, game is, in, the, yeah. in the WSL. I mean, we have to go through the same thing with Chelsea, uh, Arsenal, 
you know, yeah. if you're buying tickets online, you have to, to register with them to purchase it's your tickets. It's only the in the West Stand, most of the, ticket, most of the tickets, but I do believe in the North and the South Stand. Now, I've been to Lee Sports Village to watch City's EDS men's team play there, and on the night, it was unreserved seating in the West Stand, but when we got there, they did let all, if you, had a, if you were a City fan and you had a valid ticket, they said if you want to, you can go behind the goal, and they basically gave us an, what, an unofficial away end behind the goal and all City fans sat together. There wasn't many because it was an EDS game. Yeah. You know, a couple of hundred maybe. But they did put us separate. Now, it might turn out they might do something like that on the day, but unfortunately, I don't think that's in City towns. It might not even be United towns. It might be a least sports village decision, that, because they're, they're the ones hosting the game. It is, a, it is an interesting point, but we just... We just don't know. It's the, it's the answer. No, we've never been. It's it's new, so I mean, it's just going to be turning up on the day I mean, and seeing what the situation. What we'll do, Emma, is tell you now. It's something I, I can't plug because we've sorted it today. But uh, it's difficult. It's twelve o'clock kickoff on a Sunday. That game you're mentioning now. Yeah. Uh, at least, what, and I believe from Karen who lives up that way, it's very difficult to get up there public transport on a Sunday. It's very uh, difficult to get to full stop, to be honest. It's a nightmare. So we are putting a free bus on for our members. Right, that's Uh, great. It'll be going from the Etihad. We will put details of that up on the social media and we're offering it to our members first. Uh, First come, first served, obviously. Um, If there's any spaces left once all our members have decided if they're coming or not, uh, we will then offer it up to other city fans and members of other branches and all sorts. But if you just keep an eye on our social media, everybody, we will put the details up for that. Right. And we can help some fans get there who, who, who would struggle otherwise. That, that, uh, you know, that, that's what we're hoping to do. People who wouldn't be able to make it, maybe because of the time it's being played and they're difficult to get to, then we'll, we'll put a post on and we'll get you there. That's really good. That's uh, and then obviously, try and get your tickets however you can. United. Um, I know it's not nice having to sign up for them, you know, because I don't want to do it either. But I would imagine if you phone United on least sports position and ask them, there could well be pay gates on the day. Yeah. I don't know for sure. There is a ticket off. There is a ticket office. Uh, you, you don't you don't purchase your tickets at the turnstiles. You purchase them. Um, just outside of the of the ground, and they've got well, a that ticket booths that run along the outside from... of the stadium. Yeah, so you can't. Yeah, okay. So there's no cash turnstiles or such, but you would go and buy a ticket at the ticket office on the day and then yeah. use that ticket to go in. And that's cash and yeah, cards. So that, that, that may be the, the answer to anyone that doesn't want to sign up. Then that may be, but I would check that first if that's what you want to do, because I wouldn't want you to go on the day and then be disappointed and not get in. I know. So I, I, I would ask, I would advise anyone who wants to do that to check that that is doable on the day. Well, we'll have more details of that hopefully nearer the time when we do a like a preview of the game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's a bit of a way away yet, but there might be some more information released sooner. But yeah, the fact that it's, well they've be. started selling tickets and well, to answer that question, we did ask City straight away when that fixture was announced. We did contact City. Jane contacted City, our secretary, and asked, "Are they are City selling the tickets for this for that game as an official away?" And and we were told that they were, and it was down to United. I believe you got some travel information for fans that are wanting to make the trip to Everton. That's right. So as you say, yes, it's Everton on Sunday, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Southport FC, where we played them last year. Now Everton lady, uh, Everton women, I should say, they've changed the name, haven't they? Yeah, they have. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, they 
play at Southport this last season. They are moving, I believe, I believe it'll be around about November time this year. They, they're building a complex uh, which is within a mile of Goodison Park and it's going to house games for their EDS men's side, their youth teams and their women's team uh, in the stadium. Um, almost on a CFA sort of uh, style, I think. Maybe not as big, but um, and I believe it's within a mile of Goodison Park. But at the moment, so we... We, we play them again in the Conti Cup away and it could well be that we end up playing them at a different venue if that venue's ready. But at the moment, they're still playing the games at Southport F- FC, so, which is where we played them in the, uh, last season. So I will give you the details. So it's Southport FC, Mersey Rail Community Stadium, which is on Hague Avenue in Southport. H-A-I-G, Hague Avenue. The Statnav code is P-R-A-6-J-Z. Now, I've seen two conflicting uh, kickoff times today. One I saw it was 12, but I believe it was 12.30. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go off the fact that the one I've got here in front of me now that says 12.30. I'm, I'm going I'm to proceed that it is 12.30. I mean, normally I would say to somebody, as you know yourself, we played them last year in a week on a weekday night and the traffic was terrible. Oh, yeah. And it took some people three or four hours to get there. But, I mean, this is a Sunday morning, so hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, you won't have too much traffic um, congestion problems. So give yourself about two hours travelling time from, from this from the Etihad campus, roughly. Um, I would say about two hours, if you want to be short, two and a half, something like that. So um, it's, it's, you go down, down the East Lance Road and, and turn off and go for Ormskirk. Now, one thing to note, though, there is no parking at Southport's ground. Uh, there's no, there's a very, very small car park, and when I mean small, it takes about three or four cars. The coach itself that drops the players off has to just drop them on the road. So there's no parking. There is a lot of street parking around it, but do bear in mind it's a Sunday morning. Most people will be at home, so the street parking might be quite limited as well. So that's just something to be aware of. Um, tickets are available online and on the gate on the day. Um, for us visiting City fans, which says the £5, which I would imagine is the online price, it's probably up to £6 on the day. Everton season ticket holders and men season card holders getting free, but that doesn't really uh, affect us. So I would imagine it's either £5 if you paid online, and I'll bet it's £6 on the day. Uh, it's the main stand that you go into. Um, it's an older ground, but it's covered and it's, it's nice, it's a good view and everything, so it's, it's unreserved seating in the main stand. Um, we had a good time there last year. There's refreshments inside, there's a nice bar on the outside. If you do get there early, they used to open up the little sports bar that you can get access to on, on the front, teas, coffees and what have you. Same inside, there's a refreshment bar, you get your programme in there. And that's it, yeah, so it's, it should be a... Uh, it's quite a, quite a local game for us. We used to travel down to London at stupid o'clock on a Sunday morning and things like that. But this will be quite nice, even though it's still an early kick-off, at least it's not too far. So. Oh, it's not um, too bad. Um, just to confirm that time, it is half twelve on yeah. Sunday. Yeah, that's the time I've got in front of me now, but someone said to me they saw it was 12, but I didn't think, no, yeah, so it's 12.30pm kick-off, so... Yeah, give yourself two hours to be sure, maybe a bit longer if you want to be doubly sure. If you do get there early, it's not a problem, you know. The ground will open up, the bar will open up, and you know we'll be there. So come and see us and say hello. <laughs> yeah. So um, I can't let you go without a cheeky little prediction. What do you think's uh, going to be the result? Mm. Well, I said before that I, I see it. Obviously, 
similar to the Reading game, so I'll go for the same score. I'll go for 2 0. Yeah. I'll go for 2 0 to City with the same sort of professional sort of performance. But it, it will be a tough game because, as you said, they've started well. Yeah, they have done really well. And you know what? I think it's, it, you know, they, they had a bit of a turbulent season last season. So, you know, it's, it's good to see that, you know, like I said, Willie's gone in and, you know, obviously after, you know, going to United, leaving United and obviously taking on the role there as head coach and, and doing such a good good job with the team. Credit to the, the work he's done and he's brought some good players in and they're playing some good football. So it's certainly not yeah. going to be easy, but like you said, a professional approach by the team and hopefully we can get a good result on Sunday. Yeah, so I think it's indicative of a, it's, it's a really competitive league this season, the WSL. It's not, it's not easy to call. I think United have started, um, obviously started well enough. Everyone said how well they've played in two games and yet they've got no points. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't expect them to stay at the bottom. Um you know, Everton last season, you know, or if you haven't been for Yeovil, may well have got relegated and think lying there at the top now. So it does show you what a competitive mm-hmm. league this is yeah. this season. And I'm sure, uh, you know, there's no no favourite to go down even, you know. It's, it's no, football. I don't think so. Call. I mean, at the beginning of the season, uh, when people predicting, you know, people predict, you know, who's going to win the league, who's going to get relegated, who's going to get second, you know. And a lot of people had, you know, Tottenham down relegation team. And I was quite surprised to see that because, you know, following Tottenham and watching what they've done over the last three, four seasons and how they've grown as a team and, you know, to get to the top flight and they've done really well. And there's a great, like, obviously club ethos there and, you know, they want to do well. And then they got that great result um, last weekend. So, you know... Again, you know, you can't, you can't predict it. It's just like really difficult. And then watching United, I mean, I've watched the last two games and they did play some really good football. And you know, so it, you know, it is going to be really competitive, like you say. And I think that makes it more exciting. And I think that's where we're going to get the crowds because people well, that, are going to yeah, start that's to. What we were saying before, yeah, that's what we were saying before about crowds. I mean. Yeah. If the games are exciting and, and, and like people are talking about them, word of, the best the best advertisement is word of mouth. Mm-hmm. If people are coming away and saying, "Oh, I went to see a women's game for this really what a game of football that was," yeah. you know that that's a great thing for the game. Yeah. And a competitive league, a bit like we were saying before about City playing well on the pitch, a competitive league can only help. Yeah, you absolutely. know, if it's all done and dusted and. You know, someone's run away with a title by January and someone's already relegated by January. You know, it's not really what you want, is it? Mm-hmm. From a, a sales point of view, of selling the league, you okay. want it to be competitive. And I think it is. Absolutely. And uh, like you say, for those, just another note as well, for those fans that can't make the trip to Everton on Sunday, it is available to watch on the FA Player on Sunday. Brilliant. So, that's good, uh, it is in, a good addition in, to the season. season Definitely. It? Definitely, yeah. Really good. So, yeah. I'd also, also like to point out, I think it's good that the BBC are now showing the women's football show on a Sunday evening at 7 o'clock mm. on BBC4. Yes. Because waiting up to half past 11 was a bit much for some people. You know, we've got work and school the next yeah. day. You know, I know you can watch on I, I fall asleep watching Match of the Day, so exactly. <laughs> don't even get to the women's football show. I have yeah, to watch it the next you've day. You've been out all day at a match and you come in, you've got work the next day, you know, or you've got school, you've got kids who've got school the next day. It's a late one, half 11, 12 o'clock at night. I know you can watch it on the iPlayers and things like that, but people like to sit and watch it. I'll agree, watch it on the telly. I think that's great. That, that's the sort of thing they need to be doing to get women's football mm-hmm. more mainstream. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, having it on a BBC channel, BBC Four, Freeview channel at seven o'clock when you can all sit and watch it. It's only half an hour. You know what I mean? So, you know, you can just watch the highlights of, of the games and keep up with everything and keep up with the other games, the ones you've not been at. That's great. That's what they need to do. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, it's, it is really good. Like you said, there might be little little things, but they're all significant steps in the right direction, aren't they? Yeah, certainly are, yeah. 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 Every little helps. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, so, some <laughs> company that won't be named. <laughs> right, Dave, it was really good to speak to you. Thanks for your time tonight. Uh, I won't see you on, on Sunday because I won't be at the game unfortunately I'm going to be down seeing my family in the Midlands so um, I'll hopefully well, catch I'll up with you soon yeah definitely and I, I will definitely be watching on the FA player so it'll be my first game watching on the FA player so I hope it works because <laughs> knowing my luck it won't but I will catch up with you soon and um, enjoy the game no worries yeah see you soon Emma cheers bye, bye. And that's it for this week's podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. It's just nearing the 45 minute mark. I promise that I will keep it to under 30 next week. I promise. <laughs> There's just been so much good stuff to talk about though over the last couple of weeks. Uh, it really has been an exciting start to the season. Uh, and if you've got anything that you'd like to say or get involved with or anything that we've discussed that you've got an opinion on, then get in touch on our social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And if you look up MCW Fancast, you should be able to find us. And that's it from me for this week. We'll be back next Friday. Uh, Have a good week.